Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Andy wasn't rich and famous when we dated. He was working in TV. You are the gay Dane Cook. Yeah, they all just like... It happens for the, and then I remain in squalor. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams, and this week we've got John Hill from Radio Andy on the pod. Yes, he did date Andy Cohen, and yes, we find out that's just one of his rich exes. You know, it's funny, I was at Akbar, uh, my fave gay bar in LA this weekend, and I was flirting, of course, with a, a tall bearded man to, of course, find out he was straight. But I bring this up because my friend who introduced me to the straight man mentioned the podcast, and of course, because this man is straight, he had nary a qualm to ask the hard-hitting questions immediately. One of those questions was like, how big is the podcast? And then he was like, do you support yourself financially from it? <laughs> well, I you know, had no problem being honest by telling him that no, I, I do not yet. Um, in fact, I'm currently recording this underneath a table in a hotel an hour and a half outside of Seattle because I'm about to host a corporate event for Amazon. So one day I'm going to be underneath a table for other reasons. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what I'll be doing, but it won't be for a corporate Amazon event. Anywho, one day I will be making gobs of money from the gay-ass universe. But until then, I have a new way for you all to support, if that is something you're interested in. We just launched the new gay-ass Patreon, and it's actually really exciting because for only $5 a month, I'm doing it all one tier You can support by getting ad-free episodes. So every week I'll post the episode and probably a little early where you can listen to the full thing without ads. And I'm going to post the videos from the live shows there. The live show video from April 27th is already up with obviously, you know, the amazing lineup was Brian Safi, Brandon Kyle Goodman, Greta Tidelman, Jared Goldstein, the IMHO girls. I mean, it's really, really great. So that full video is up. And if you just want to honestly join for five bucks, watch the video and decline, I also support that as well. Live your truth. So that's patreon.com slash gay ass podcast. And I think that's going to be a great way for you all to actually get something out of it and support uh, if you feel inspired to because, you know, she doesn't have a lot of money yet. 
However, let's get into this episode with John Hill. He's actually going to be in New York City doing his solo show on June 2nd. And speaking of, the New York show for Gay Ass Live show is June 29th. I mentioned that last week, but the ticket link will be up very soon to get those ticks at Littlefield in New York City. Um, again, go to patreon.com slash gayasspodcast and for just $5 a month, add free apps and the live show vid. I really appreciate your support, your love, and your gay assery. Let's do it. Holy fucking shit. John Hill is on That's a Gay Ass Fucking Podcast. This has been, dare I say, years in the making. And thank you for coming on. Oh my god, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. I want to know everything you can hear the lawnmower or you can because it's all i hear i cannot hear an inch of low of lawnmower <laughs> okay then i won't acknowledge it as per po- as per professional podcast rules although it seems to be so incredibly loud well i'm really impressed with your ability to look as if you're only focusing on me and i maybe it's my narcissism but i can't tell that there's a lawnmower in your background emotionally or audioly you're all i you're all i care about that's beautiful. Um, are you are you curious about my entree to John Hill, or are you? What are you curious about? I am the way in which you said it makes me think that you may have known about Bear a Pop Opera. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you just called me an F slur. Of course, I knew about Bear a Pop Opera. <laughs> okay, once upon a time. Um, I also know about Marissa Jarrett. Is it Winoker or Winoker? Listen. It's Winoker, but I went to high school with a Winoker, so I've always been torn. I I can't say exactly that my f- official entree, but I just I do know how it feels right now to have you here, and it feels monumental. Now, are you at home? Yeah, are you are you mortified by my home behind me? No. What no, do you want to no. read my home for me? No, Is the library open, John. Never mind. No. Okay, this is actually pertinent because. I have no, I'm in no place to read anybody's home. (laughs) I live in absolute squalor. You have a gorgeous poster behind you. This is not my house, which is going to lead me into the rage I was feeling before we started. Uh, Tell me. I I am at my rich ex-boyfriend's house because he is out of town and we help each other in life. We are very close. Uh, And... Like the movie, have you seen the movie Good Luck Chuck with a famous comedian called Dane Cook? <laughs> okay. So I have I, seen I think, and I do know Dane, not personally, but of him, yes. Okay, right. So in the film Good Luck Chuck, women want to sleep with Dane Cook's character because he's like, um, there's this magic thing that happens. If they sleep with him, they immediately find their soulmate after right. he do, is a douche to them. So I feel like I'm the gay uh good luck chuck because every person i date ends up getting really rich and famous after we break up so this is yet another rich ex-boyfriend's house of mine i'm also good friends with my exes and wait I is, am... is this house is not does not belong to andrew cohen no that's another one add it to the list i um, know there's only wow. two really but there's two too many two too many yeah and so if i were at my house you would see the squalor i live in your house looks great thank you it is a it is a two-bedroom apartment that it's done good thing we we moved here a year and a half ago from new york to la so i feel like i live in a palace compared to what i lived into are you in are you calling from your ex's house in la yes 
And is it, in fact, a gorgeous rich person's home? Absolutely gorgeous. Very happy for him. When we were together, we lived in a one bedroom in WeHo. Does it make you feel any better that you tell me that your ex has become rich and famous, but to me, you are like so successful and gorgeous and and famous and everything? Like, does that help at all? You can say I operate only from any sort of flattery or compliment. So keep <laughs> talking. Uh, let me ask you a question about your glasses that you're currently wearing. Are those Warby Parker? They're not. They're Zenny, which is where people who don't have their rich ex-boyfriends to give them money yet. Um, and I don't get any money. Shit. I, was, I, yeah, I made a bad assumption. No money. That's the other thing. If I were a kept... I never like Andy wasn't rich and famous when we dated. He was working in TV. You doing, are the gay Dane Cook. Yeah, they all just like it happens for the. And then I remain in squalor. <laughs> um, and then I remain nice and friendly. And oh, sure, I'll house it while you're out of town, while your lawnmowers come, because your pool is going to get filled and you're not in town. But anyway, I have those same frames and I am often mocked for having them, but <laughs> I am a big fan. <laughs> Because I love that we're so I, comfortable that you can now tell me the glasses I'm wearing. You get dragged for. No, I'm um, happy to see that you're you're wearing them proudly because I love them. By the way, what's happening here? I fully love because I want to tell you. Some, I feel now supportive space to tell you that I ordered these online, and when I received them, I did not see the detail on the side, which is what one might call the detail of a 94-year-old grandfather. And let me just talk about my 94-year-old grandfather. I get these. I'm like, Poppy would wear these. I'm mortified. My husband It is would... like a, a doily, a, si- a side doily. It's giving yeah. side doily. And I've mm-hmm. actually gotten some compliments. So um, I love them. But I think it's because I don't have the pecs that you have. And if people saw me, um, if people saw me like with a gorgeous body like yours, they would be like, he doesn't need the compliment as much. But I think like, they feel bad because my features are so angular. I'm trying to figure out what you just said, but I, I think I'm fishing. Great. I think I'm fishing. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we both just need each other and compliments. But your where is your shirt from? Um, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna give you a passive aggressive compliment. Oh, is your shirt from? Um, did you order that from Old Navy? <laughs> Uh, no, but I do love Old Navy. In fact, one of my favorite too. pieces of clothing is a fleece from there. Uh, that people compliment still to this day uh this is and it is from a store on la brea which i live kind of near i forget the name of it but is they they take old shirts like this that don't even fit well and they resell them for like 70 dollars, <laughs> which is a ripoff and people who practice poor financial hygiene like myself will buy i love that elevator pitch was really just if you don't care oh. about your money then you will purchase although it really is a cute shirt i'm not just saying that it's like great color great shirt um financial hygiene though i find can be overrated because we only live one life and yes i just spend i'm deciding on how honest to be i this podcast is has been wonderful we just had our second live show last week with amazing big guests now does it bring me a ton of money no do i make the smartest financial decisions to make the show good no have i spent too much money in it sure but is it worth it i really feel that which is a step for me to say it's an investment in you i think is what my therapist would say because i'm also investing in i mean my therapist is expense i don't necessarily are they in network no, Honey. out of P, out of P. Out of P, indeed. Oy V. I mean, if I could get a sponsored post for this podcast through this therapy website called 
Alma, I uh-huh. would because I talk about it nonstop. It's like, but listen, sometimes your therapist is not going to be in 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 at and net, and sometimes you right. go out of it. Um, but are they? What's the gender of your therapist? I this gives me a bigger a, a clear picture. I would like to discuss. She is a female presenting female. <laughs> Of therapist and is a heterosexual. How old? Younger, younger than me. Wow, that's the first. Well, I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but I, we might need to break up. Okay, well, if Abby's listening, I'm going to call her Abby. If Abby's listening, um, work harder, <laughs> <laughs> do better. Wait, tell me now. I love this. Tell me why she's not working hard enough. Is she just sitting there and watch you watch you speak? No, I love her. And we have been working together, collabing every week for two years. Oh, wow. But uh, I, she's great. I'm not going to break up with her. But some part of every, I don't know. I want maybe more. She just tells me I'm a catch all the time. And you're like, okay, well, then why am I not catching more of the things I want to catch? Well, I don't, and I kind of am, but I just feel like I want to. I want to get like deep into the like trenches. I want to really go there. I want to. I want to come out of therapy with blood and yeah, your like screaming up. and yeah, yeah, yeah. like like I'm bitten by a rabid raccoon. Sure, like really sure. foaming. Like ah, oh, I just had therapy, but it's like I just had a really pleasant hour of someone telling me I'm a catch. Yeah, she sucks. Um, no, I do. I think that <laughs> she. I do see exactly what you're saying. And by the by. Would I recommend my therapist to you? I fucking would. Would she maybe be in your network? She hopefully fucking would. Because my therapist doesn't necessarily (laughs) rabid, rabid raccoon me. But she... Tell me if this Mm. sounds good to you. Tell me if this sounds good to you. She recently role-played with me. And and I've never done this before. It already sounds good. Okay, you're in. (laughs) I'm like... Yeah, what was your role? (laughs) I was playing... Harlequin and <laughs> it was Fontaine. <laughs> she was Angel Ross. She could hear the people sing, honey. Uh, and they were flat. No, she um she was <laughs> she was my mother and I was me. Oh. <laughs> you, you, like, On- you, you like it less? <laughs> no, I like that's I want to be challenged in a way that makes me want to rabbit raccoon myself. I want that. But it, like she wouldn't even yeah, it's a lot of like make a get out your calendar and make an appointment with yourself to cry. And it's like, well, I want to cry on your dime or on my dime, on your time. On your time, my dime. Yeah, you're like, honey, I looked at my calendar and it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's actually we're It's so booked. funny you say that. I'm literally in the middle of a session, but I'm not getting the cries. So let's see if you can make me cry. Yeah, yeah. I don't Yeah, that or like, listen, I love her. Uh make a time to cry or write your I uh, like write a letter to whoever and like I, I she's I, great. She the thing is I'm sure she is like truly great and if I may make my very uneducated estimate of what's going on is that she's probably like a great therapist, really well informed, but I think that yeah. she and maybe I'm the ageist pig here, but maybe she is a little going be the bee by the book when you wanted to be a little messier outside the lines. I wanted to make a mess. I wanted to cause on your cause, face, chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream pie, my soul. Cream. Whoa, we just named yeah. the episode and your next book. Um, cream pie, my soul. Why is yeah. my therapist not making me cry? And other questions by John Hill. Um, well, I hope you get yeah. that messy cream pie from her or any or someone else. And I'm really praying for the mess to be 
just disgusting. Yeah, uncleanupable. Uncleanupable, which will bring me to the perfect transition to this gay ass podcast question, which is John Hill. Whose fault <laughs> is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? I made a list of of things. I'm just gonna say Sandy Patty because I'm trying to really connect and lean into my religious upbringing. And Sandy Patty, if you don't know Sandy Patty, is do you know who I'm Sandy Patty is? I'm pretending First of all, that I do, but I have not a clue. Okay, is it because I'm Jewish? Yes, she's a Christian gospel singer, heavily famous in the '80s. And b- before I even go any further, with a name like Sandy Patty. Could you have you ever heard anything gayer? No, it's it's. It, I'll tell you, I had a I had a flash of imagery and Sandy Patty, knowing that she is a gospel sing song stress, is even better. And I will be pulling up an image as you tell me more about why Sandy Patty over the, the top, over the top, dramatics, dramatics, dramatics. She sings. She was like a whistle tone Mariah Carey soprano from like the depths of the Grand Ole oh, Opry, yeah. and with like huge choirs behind her. And she would always start out with these, they were very dramatic. She would scream and scrout and face melt and really give it to the children. The children and, and to Jesus. And to Jesus. And to, to, to Satan for that matter. Yeah. Um, she gave it right. It's telling her. me the internet is telling me that her full name is Sandra Faye, Sandy Patty. And um, John, I, 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 I now I remember one of her song titles that just popped up. Can you tell me exactly how my favorite song goes? It's called I've Just Seen Jesus. Oh, I can't recall that. Um, I'll sing exactly, it for you. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, and I've just, yeah. just seen Jesus. Oh my God. Sorry, I just saw. Oh yeah, and then whistle tone. Yeah, it has, it has to end there. She, before, you know, because then Broadway really took me and every, you know, I was really a Les Mis queen mm-hmm. and a Sondheim queen from a very early age. But even before I was, you know, uh, the satanic hooks of Broadway got my gay soul, Sandy Patty, like in the church, was someone who gave me a little uh, a, a crack in the gayness cracked open, and I was like, "That bitch, whatever she's doing." So, like, she is, uh, started the rap- she started the rapture, and then Sondheim sort of lifted you up from, like, like took you took you to gay town, if you will. Right, took me to new heights. Yeah, salvation. Are you seeing? Are, have you seen any of the Sondheim productions at the Pasadena Playhouse? no but i you should join my gaggle or just at any point in this juncture in this lifetime um i saw sunny the park with george that they're doing and then i am seeing a little night music this week they're going it's a little like he died let's do too much but um it's sometime he's really having a moment uh he needed one he really it's time for him he really didn't have his due and he was alive i'm a sondheim queen i love all of it so then so then that does beg many a question because i am a theater girly and knowing your history is huge for me um so you grew up sandy patty started the gay crack yeah but you were all were you always like in high school doing musical theater and you knew you wanted to be on broadway literally always okay so so give me so give me a peek into high school john what is a role that you can tell me right now that you did in high school that you fucking nailed in high school the thing about musical theater though i knew i could sing uh, and then, but I didn't, we didn't do big musicals. We were, my theater director was a high intensity, uh, like drama man who was like, 
you can sing and do musicals on your own time. So I did community theater and regional theater in San Antonio, Texas, which was to me at that point, Broadway level. I probably what, I they have good, they have great theaters yeah. there. What, what's the theaters yeah. in San Antonio? They're not, but sure. At the time it was the San Antonio little theater or salt for short. And the children's theater was saltines. Not kidding. I was uh, like, okay, that also made you, that made you a bottom. I'm kidding. But that made you, the saltines is the gayest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And I was the Anne Ranking of the saltines and it was highly competitive and I was cutting you. I was cutting you. I was like, I invented sabotage. CCM wishes they had what the saltines had. So by the time I get to high school, my theater director was like, you can like do that trash on your own time. We're going to do Macbeth. Sorry, spit. Turn around, whatever. <laughs> your but like, house is a theater. Yeah, um, burn it to the ground. <laughs> you're like, by the way, he has three theaters here. Uh, I'm in the black box. <laughs> oh my god! The when I become box. filthy rich, I want to have a black box theater in my home. Yeah, and then even when I went to college, though, we did that kind of shit too. It was heavily. Um, I'll backtrack. When I was in high school, though, like my. Oh, you'll appreciate this. I'm going through the Rolodex of my high school resume as I'm speaking. Okay. okay. Um, Sweeney Todd was a big one. Uh, and you, and of then, course, played... Um... I was just a crazy person in the course because I was like 14. Sure. Uh, and they were real adults. Oh. In the actual roles. I know. Um, my big high school job, and this is not like a big Broadway musical, but I was a singer at Six Flags Fiesta Texas, which was... I was a country singer. Oh, I can see show. it. I can see it fully. Yeah. So then, so I do. I'm so glad you said this because my husband, at the very minute that we are speaking right now, he's at Disneyland for the first time in his life, and he is there by himself. And um, he, by himself, he, you know, he 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 is. And okay, um, and... say no more. Say no more. I got it. I have a he's... very clear picture. <laughs> Wait, what's the picture? Do you think he's a Disney gay? Well, I mean, it's his I'm first not... time. It's his first time. I'll recycle this story. I used to work at Disneyland also. Were you um, Prince Eric? I love that's That is the uh, my favorite question. And my favorite response is no. I wish I could say I was Prince, some Prince, a Prince Charming or some sort of cute person. I was literally the voice of Quasimodo. <gasps> Not all the, it's someone who was described as so hideous that he couldn't show his face during the day. <laughs> yeah, but he had really broad shoulders. Really broad shoulders. At least he had that. And she scrouted. Oh wait, um, out there, out there, bitch, bitch. Yeah. I don't care what he's supposed to look like. You, that song is worth the hump. It was, talk about, and I talk just... about getting over the hump, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I did that. That was my college job. My after my freshman year of college, I went to Pepperdine here in LA, and I would drive to Disneyland to sing that song for the children. And Stop then, it. yeah. Eden Espinosa was also in the cast. Stop it. Wow. That's, Stephanie Block was in the cast. Wow. Not even the J at the time. Um, uh, did you see Cher's show on Broadway? No. <laughs> well, it I was, didn't. I didn't it was, get around to it. It was the gayest thing I've ever seen, and I will never stop asking people about it. I'm sure it was great. I missed a lot of Broadway. I, like during the pa- over the pandemic years, I kind of got lazy with my Broadway viewing and I missed yeah. a lot of things. Well, so then let's talk about how did the Broadway debut happen with, I mean, not even like not the how it happened, just like you, you go back. I sucked everyone's dick. What's um, the most famous person's dick you sucked oh, in, in your New York? I don't think there was a lot of famous people's dicks I sucked actually at all. Were, were all the boys in the hairspray chorus fucking? No. 
Oh, <laughs> no, refreshing. we're professionals. It, yeah, it didn't. I didn't get that uh, Broadway gig from sucking. I was kidding, but I my first job was Miss Saigon. Oh my god, I love Miss Saigon. Yeah, that was a great. I thought I was really. I thought I made it. For sure, you, you did. But then yeah, did it, you, it was such a big deal. After you, what happened after you thought you made it? Did it? Did you have a, a crash? No, not well. Looking back, maybe. I mean, I did that show for a year, and then I was like, maybe it was a fluke. I'll just bartend. And I had I, w- I had left college early, so I was still really young. I hadn't really finished. And I was like, maybe I made a mistake. I didn't think I made a mistake, but I was like, maybe I won't get another show. I bartended for a while. I was thinking about moving back to LA. And then Craig Burns was a friend of mine who was like barely like a year or two into working at Bernie Telsey's office. And I was on a train uh, my boyfriend at the time, who is also rich now, uh, was he was doing a play at Goodspeed Opera House. I met Craig on a train. We were both going to see it. We made friends and we're still friends to this day. We always call each other first friend because we just met on a train and I was in his phone and he was like, oh, Matt Morrison got, they were doing Hairspray, the workshop or the pre-Broadway. They were about to leave to Seattle to the pre-Broadway and what's his name? someone was playing link who then left mm-hmm. uh, matt morrison was playing fender the guy left to do a movie and mac up bumped up to fender so the fender track was a veil and they had like every homo in hell's k come and audition Craig was like this guy was in the saigon he's really nice he'll come in i went in i thought that i wouldn't get it and in the words of lisa kudrow in the comeback i got it well, I got it. Was Matthew M, Mr. Morrison, um, a lovely man? Yes, we actually knew each other from a MasterCard commercial like the year before. So we were kind of friends. Uh, and he's always been just the greatest. I was always his understudy and, and things. When you, when you did the show with Marissa, had you seen her perfect cameo in the movie Scary Movie? or And American Beauty. And American Beauty. So you, you were already... Yes. A yes fan, a fancy i was such a fan i thought she was so incredibly hilarious and famous i thought she was such a movie star okay then because i'm a gay person with a podcast talking to someone who did another broadway show with another celebrity hugh jackman the boy from oz um which by the way my parents saw and like would not shut up about they were so really well my dad grew up like like saw peter allen in concert and like fan but um, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, not gay, not gay, <laughs> not gay, but a, a wonderful anyway. But despite love, love her anyway, she's just the sweetest. Was really great. Was she seems a, a really really great. Incredible opportunity to work. I was also really young. I was twenty six, and he was looking back. He was only like thirty four when he did that show, and I thought he was so old. Oh my god. It's kind of devastating when you get to the age where you thought was super old. Yeah, I look at my parents' age when they were younger than I am now and like being so mad at them for stuff, but they didn't know shit. What did they know? Well, by the way, I just found out that a friend of mine who is very successful and very rich, she's a friend of my older brother's, and I found out that she's two years older than me. It's that's devastating. Mama June and I are the same age. Ron DeSantis and I are, he's younger than me. No. This is, it, it only gets worse from wherever you are. I don't know how old you are, but it's going to get worse. You're going to look around and be like, oh, 
everyone is who I think is old is younger than me sometimes. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, so then why don't we, instead of talk, thinking about how old we are now, I'm yeah, gonna we're young, to, we're young and we're hot and we're full viable. Invite my, my embryos are fresh eggs, fresh eggs. So speaking of San Antonio, I was going to say the Triscuits. What were they called at the theater? The the girlies, the kids, the saltines, the saltines. Yeah. Um, did you come out um, by hooking up with an adult chorus member in Sweeney Todd, or what? What was that journey like being a Texas gay boy? It. What was the journey like? Well, we were. They were very religious, so I knew. Did you come out while you were still in Texas? I was out to to some people. And I never had, I never went through a confused phase. I knew I was like full ass, like only gay, only, that's all, that's the only way for me. And I had, was, I feel like I'm very lucky in that regard because most of the people I grew up with did, and most people I know went through a confused phase. They dated girls for a long time. I was never confused. And I told some of my uh, gal pals in high school, I was like, yo, here's what's happening. But like there, also I say like, even though Texas is super conservative at that time in 1994, when I was like a sophomore or something around the time I was kind of like needing to tell people and like mm-hmm. connect was like Clinton was in office and like Alanis Moore, Jagged Little Pill was coming out. People were kind of like, I don't know, burning bras. There was an LGBT sure. gay, gay straight Alliance at my high school. Not anymore. Now it's all crazy oh again. But for, there was a little window of time in the 90s that was actually kind of chill. Yeah, and I loved yeah. it. I had gay friends. There was a trans person in my class. What? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about the like regression that's happening right now. Because not that my high school was super progressive when I was there. But I did have... At the time, they had come out as gay. And now are like a full happy trans person living their truth but i still wasn't in a place of like i didn't kiss anyone until i left st louis and i moved to new york so like did you how old were you when you had your first boy boy kiss kiss smooch smooch oh i think it's so weird when i hear people answer this question they go oh i don't remember i'm like how do you forget that sort of thing but here i am kind of forgetting it was one of two people it was either my I'm just picturing you saying of like one of two really famous rich people. It was either Mick Jagger or Colin Farrell. Um, (laughs) It was no, my sophomore year, I hooked up with a guy who was a senior in my high school. So like that was probably the first, that was, I guess, the first one. Where does a a sophomore in high school hook up with a senior? Was it at school? Was it in the basement? Was it almost both accurate? It was at school. It was in the theater department in the boys' dressing room. While there was a rehearsal of a Disney music review happening on stage right outside. It was very exciting. Okay. He had braces, though. But. That's not, and, you know, it, it, hopefully he covered them up with a lip. Did, do you remember what Disney song was playing while you choked on his hog? Beauty and the Beast. It was a review of something from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But I think it was more of a up tempo from that show. I think it was Bell, actually. I think it was they were doing Bell because we weren't in that number. Because All right, bonjour. Bonjour. in the Disney review, I also played the genie. So and from Aladdin in the review. So I was in a white, uh, I mean, a blue unitard and had to kind of take the whole thing down. Come on, character <laughs> actor. And he was guest on. Oh, God. Do you know how many times I've like 
fantasize about hooking up with someone playing or just hooking up with gaston but also hooking up with someone playing gaston mm. or playing the playing the genie <laughs> well you know the the genie's been a less of a fantasy and they, did, they didn't pad me either i was like a skinny genie it was horrible it was very upsetting and like anyway that's what happened and that's where it happened and that's my truth i love your truth did you then um i'm i i'm just loving an, an out gay person in high school in texas did you have sex before you left texas a little bit a little bit <laughs> like not not uh full pen not pen 15 but maybe pen six six <laughs> i don't know yeah and i love that. just pen just a little pen face pen face pen yeah sometimes you just gotta pen face pen up. yeah Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, well then, speaking of you playing Genie, I have to ask you the second podcast question, which is, John Hill, if the world was ending, you could only save one character actress, who would you save? Molly Shannon. Oh my god. You know, she has not come up enough in this podcast, and the fact that the other two is coming out with a new season is perfect timing. What was your Molly Shannon entree? Why do you say her? I say her because I was thinking about, you know, all the Diane Weists I could talk about, or I'm good friends with Kristen Johnson, who's another, who is another answer that I have, but there's something about Molly Shannon for me on SNL. And I think we put her in a comedian category, maybe, and I know that everyone knows she's a great actress, but there's something about her that has stayed with me. There was like, I wonder sometimes about SNL, I think, especially for gay guys, like the women of SNL are always their uh, flashpoints of, yes 
cultural datum, you know, and like also Sherry O'Terry has become a friend of mine who I'm oh, like yeah. so starstruck by at all times. But like my era of Molly Shannon, Sherry O'Terry, Anna Gasteyer just was very much my college experience. And yeah, yeah, every yeah. every reference with my friends was like a Molly Shannon joke. And I also used to study Superstar, the VHS tape. How could you not? When I would be sad, I would put Superstar on. And, you know, she just makes me so happy. And I think she can do anything. She's also a kind, smart, wise person. She seems, especially what I've been seeing of her interviews and just everything lately, you can her tell. Book. Oh, my God. So she comes across to me as such a deeply intelligent person who could mm-hmm. truly act anything that was given to her. Yes. And, by the way, the list of... SNL ladies that we did not also refer to. Uh, Maya Rudolph doing the national anthem was a big one for me. Forget it. There was one night at Andy's 50th birthday party where I was in a really bad state of emotional distress. And my way of acting out was I have a bad, when I am in a bad place of emotional distress and like panicking or having an emotional life crisis or meltdown, instead of taking it to a trusted friend or a nap, or a therapist, or praying to God. I, in the past, have acted out in a public way. You go to the nearest celebrity, you tell them everything. Well, that has happened. But even worse than that is performative, like, uh, crashing and burning. So at his 50th birthday, I was having like a really bad, horrible meltdown. More on that later, I guess. And I got up on stage and decided to roast him in front of a room full of literally, I still can't think of all the people who were there because it was like Valentino and Anderson Cooper and Barry Tiller and Diana Persenberg and literally every celebrity you've ever heard of. And I kind of black out when celebrities are around. I don't have the gene of giving a fuck. No, oh, yeah. If no. there's if someone's famous, I don't it doesn't register. But it's kind of exciting. Anyway, I got up and roasted him. And and I kind of really went crazy and went out to the audience. And I was, then I started roasting the audience. I was going up to people and like ridiculing them to their faces. And I left my body. And I just remember kind of halfway through it, losing where I was. And I remember Molly Shannon, I, I saw her and she like helped me out. And she was like, and she like grabbed the mic and started doing a Sally O'Malley routine and got back on stage and kind of finished the roast as Sally O'Malley, who is also 50 at his birth. And I, it didn't, it, it, but I'm and, 50. Yeah. It kind of seamlessly made sense maybe to the naked eye, uh, but it was actually a, tra- a trash fire, dumpster fire of life. And she was the extinguisher. The way you told that story, I was seeing every moment. I wanted mm. to give Molly Shannon a round of applause, a standing ovation. She, that's, that is an ally that, right there. Absolutely. Perfect timing. She was ready to go. Well, it's almost that's like it. you had a part in the reference, but like a Kelly Dodd, like blacked out, just like full, like don't realize exactly the weight of what is happening coming out of your mouth. You hate, you hate the reference. I don't know the reference enough to not like it i know i don't but no i don't i guess i don't like it but i don't also not like not like it well it's because kelly dot is a horrible person <laughs> to be compared to so i think it's right about just like the like um i was coming from a good place i was just a mess i was in a messy place listen if, if i had a nickel for every time that i harnessed any feelings from within and then disrupted a boundary from outside honey 
You'd be rich. You'd live in a house like this. I'd be calling You'd have from you. lawnmowers. I'd have gardeners working outside of my window. You'd be my ex-boyfriend. Well, maybe. You know what this is right now is we're realizing that we're unlocking the like, instead of a romantic comedy between us, we're unlocking the Dane Cook curse, which is that we somehow both become super successful after this. And it's like the cycle is over and we're both owning our gorgeous homes. And and then Molly Shannon, of course, sings the ending credits. Perfectly said. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly right. We're breaking a cycle here, starting today, here and now. It's, here it's, and fucking now. It's our turn. It's Rose's turn. It's oh okay. Well, I was about to sing our time from um Merrily We Roll Along, but that's better. That's better. <laughs> our time, breathe it in. I'm better. gonna own a house on. <laughs> I don't know LA enough to know the streets. I'm gonna own a house on. Are you new to LA? Yeah, I've only been here for a year. Just a tube of chapstick and a dream. Okay, and huge fan i gotta say i was at a friend's birthday last night and i had a moment of like it was like a rooftop moment at a bar and i had a a little bit of marijuana in my sis and um was just enjoying talking to new people Mm. and i met i don't ever enjoy that but i'm with you well it's because i did not enjoy it or didn't even do it as much in my old life in New York because I was A, in a pandemic, and B, just like so in the routine of seeing the mm-hmm. same people and doing the same things. But I've had this new chapter open here where I've said, Eric, if you do not go out of your comfort zone, then the effort to move to a new place will have been for naught. And you are in therapy every week so that you can improve upon your life. And if you are doing things that is going back into bad muscle mem, then hun... The joke's on you, and I do not want to be laughing at that joke. So I'm at this rooftop party last night. <laughs> <laughs> that was some good weed, whoever, whatever that was. That revelation was worth it. Worth you, just, you, just, you just did a, a take to Cam that was really uh, exceptional. Um, so anyways, I'm at this party last night. I'm like talking to all these people. And I'm like, wow, this is just like a... I've been so lucky to talk to people that are like, sure, like gay creatives in the industry, but aren't monsters. And that has been such a... Where are they? (laughs) I've just... I'll I'll listen. I'll intro you. I've, I've met... Like, the thing that I've learned is that in New York, there seemed to be such a separation of people who are quote-unquote successful and feel like they have worth and then the other side is the people who feel like they don't have worth because they're not as successful as they want and what i've told myself in la is even if i'm not as successful as i want to be i have so much worth and i like i am you know six my therapist has told me that i am successful i am successful period and that's i am but that's and that took me a minute that took me a minute but now that I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I actually, just because I don't own my house on the hills and I don't boo-boo-boo yet, like, I still am successful. I've done so much and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So now when I meet people, and if they're famous or if they're in the industry or whatever, I, too, do not give a shit, but I just want to connect in a genuine way. And I think that being the first sort of, like, barrier actually has helped weed out going down a path of ta- of spending time with people that are just, like, pieces of shit social climbers. The greatest thing about getting older is that I don't even have the, I, I don't even, I, I refuse, yes. you know, I have a very yes. small little life and I'm stoked about it. Hell yeah. I'm old and I'm, and I'm also still in show business, which is like, somebody told me early on, like, 
you end up being successful if you just don't quit like everyone else and just stick around. And it's so true. And I'm so happy right now. Um, I love what I do. I have, and like, there's all these rules when you start out in musical theater. Like if you don't do this and you're, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be pigeonholed. You're going to do this. And if you yes. don't get this kind of thing, you're only going to be in chorus roles and blah, blah. And after a while, you're like, you can all absolutely gag on it. And gag. then they all end up, then they, those people who give you all those rules and regulations, and they're like, actually I'm, I'm a realtor. And then they leave. And then then you feel, then I feel bad that I'm not a realtor because, you know, maybe I should have done that. Then that passes. And then you're like, you do what you're meant to do. And it sounds like you have a great therapist and you're reading the right kind of books and you're listening to the right kind of guided meditations and you have the right fucking crystals and the right fucking weed. So live and pop off. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Soda Stream. Mm. <laughs> you know that Soda Stream is problematic? Why? What happened? I know. Because it is made in the, oh God, I got this wrong on the radio the other day, but I'll try is to see it. Blood Diamonds? Tell me it's not close, blood diamonds. Close. Uh, it's made in Palestine or something like that. <laughs> but it's fucking refreshing as fuck. <laughs> but the bubbles are so good in my tummy. Yeah, they are. Uh, we do have a soda stream in our home, so I, I want to let you know that we're both going to get canceled together. That's fine. I mean, you're allowed to drink it. You just can't maybe be happy about it. <laughs> you know. I'm gonna decide that you live here. Can we be friends? Are you kidding, John? I don't. I don't, I'm not currently accepting new friends, but I feel like we can. We can uh, sort of. We can feel it out. <laughs> I think we should feel it out. Um, when you, when you, so you're, when you are accepting friends, what is your favorite place or favorite thing to test out or just enjoy a friendship? Is it like getting a bite of the cafe? Is it going to stuff like res? Is it sitting on a couch? What is she doing? Uh over like res could work. That is definitely a possibility. Um sitting on a couch is probably the number one. Um actually like hold on, I'm gonna pick up my dogs and just let him have a moment with us. This is oh, Pete. Thank you for doing that. Pete and yeah. by the way, I, I at some point in this lifetime, Pete might want to meet Freddie, who is a similar size to Pete. And um, maybe that's how we'll be uh, friends. We'll feel that out. We'll have it. We'll blame it on the dogs. We'll have a little doggy play date. Blame it on the dogs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Isn't, um, Pete, wow, Pete. isn't he cute? No, Pete is not cute. Pete is an icon. Pete is gorgeous. Pete is. I mean, look at the kisses. I know. He I love loves you more Pete. than more than words. There's another dog in a cage over there, but I'm not going to let her out because she's problematic and she's not. She's not quote unquote my dog. She's your ex's dog. Yeah, so she stays in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pete deserves. Um, speaking of friendship, we also could have a mutual hang because I think you're friends with a lot of the friends that I'm friends with newly in the past year because you've had Zach Noe Towers on your show, you've had Danny Pellegrino on your show, you've had Pat Regan on your show, all these people who I love dearly. Um so there's there's hope for us, John. I think there's hope. All those people you just mentioned, love them all. Can't wait. Let's do it. I think that you could possibly come to a game night. Oh my god. I mean I'm soaking wet. Yeah, that sounds incredible uh which house will it be at <laughs> tbd not this one okay i look forward to that um well listen since we have to sadly say goodbye for this gay ass fucking podcast john hill i'm gonna ask you a question you were not prepped on which is what is the best Whoopi goldberg film ghost 
Is that the wrong answer? I'm sorry. It's not the wrong answer. It's a great answer. I know. It's probably too basic. I should think of something no, cooler to say. I'm going to take a peek behind the curtain right fucking now and tell you that a lot of times I ask people this question, I have to edit out about 25 seconds of silence and people going, oh, oh I'm going to, oh, yeah, but you let the listeners know I'm not editing out a single second of silence because John took a look within made the face of, of course, I'm saying the answer ghost. And you stuck to your goddamn truth. And you yeah. have to feel so good about that. And that is a great fucking answer. I also love Boys to the Side. Mm. Um, I watched it recently. And it, it, she, in the first five minutes, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen it recently, but she, in the first, in, while the credits are still rolling, a, a cab honks its horn and she's like, go back to pakistan or something it's the most like problematic whoopi has done whoopi has done a lot and not all of it has been fully clear of criticism um because soap dish as well has its moments i just so i can be clear are you saying that sister act 2 being my favorite movie is something you look down upon i do not look down upon it my friend mark shaman wrote the music your friend mark shaman is big big in this family and big in my heart and um me too thank, I'm, I'm sending him thanks mark shaman showed up at my father's goddamn funeral unannounced i'm taking that in one of two people who showed up the night before the funeral i was about to say like rehearsal dinner but there wasn't one of those but like the night before i'm in bed going like what is life what's happening my dad's dead and he's like where is the service tomorrow i was like oh that's nice he's gonna send flowers he's like i'm here and i'll see you and i was like it made me so freaked out. I was like, that's going to be weird. It's weird that you're here. That's like too nice. And like, it's going to, but I'm so, he knew because I went to his father's funeral years and years ago because I happened to be in the same town where it was at the time, whatever. And like, I was like, sure, I'll, you know, I'll be here to support you. But like for him to fly across the country and show up and he knew how important it was to have someone there because I was like, don't come, I'll get through it. But oh having him there, like, really saved the day. And he's just the best. And you're also, of course, never going to forget that he did that. Like, that is never monumental yeah. shit there. Well, I mean, let's cheers to Mark Shaman. John Hill, thank you for coming on That's a Chaos Podcast. Where can people follow you? Uh, follow me at John Arthur Hill on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to be doing my solo show in New York City, Green Room 42, on June 2nd. Come see it. It's really good. I'm doing it also. Uh, th- I do it once a month here in LA, so you should come to that. 100%. Did I look up tickets for this coming coming up? And is it sold out? It is. That is sold out, unfortunately. I'll be, I'll be at the next one. Come to the next one. That will be in July. Date to be announced. Uh, I'm also doing a show on Fire Island June 1st. Anyway, I'm going to be around. Oh, oh I'm sorry world premiere announcement right now i'll be in p-town <gasps> july 18th at the post office it's literally called the post office i'll be there doing my solo show so come to p-town it's bear week bear week usps i'm kidding the post office in p-town john hill i've never been to p-town so maybe i'll manifest that somehow i will be there literally come see you mc me i'll see you i'll see you at the Silver Lake reservoir adios Thank you for listening to That's a Gay As Podcast with John Hill, our gorgeous guest for this week. And I do mean gorgeous. Check out his Instagram, Jesus H. Um, if you want to support the pod, go to patreon.com slash gayasspodcast. 
for only $5 a month, ad-free apps and the videos from the live shows, and the ticket link will be up for both the LA Gay Ass Live Show June 15th and New York is June 29th. Enjoy the rest of your gay ass day, and I love you gay ass so much. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.